gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to My Two Cents Podcast. I'm your host, G2. And today's episode is 105, which is entitled Congratulations. Now, before I get into today's topic, I want to read you off the National Food Days of the Week. Today, being December 18th, it is Roasted Suckling Pig Day. Tomorrow, December 19th, it is Oatmeal Muffin Day, as well as Hard Candy Day. December 20th, it is Sangria Day, so please drink responsibly. December 21st, it is Fried Shrimp Day. December 22nd, Date Nut Bread Day, December 23rd, Fuffernusa Day. Fuffernusa is a German uh, gingerbread cookie. You can see those type of cookies like an Aldi. They're basically a gingerbread cookie, which is covered either in uh, confectionery sugar or some white icing usually. But again, it's Fuffernusa Day. Then December 24th, to end it off, is Eggnog Day. Well, better known as also Christmas Eve Day as well. So... Those are your food holidays of the week. Um, I got to give some condolences. I think everybody knows this, but I have to say it. Rest in peace to Stefan Twitch Boss. He was the DJ on Ellie DeGeneres, more famously known for that. Um, but he was also a contestant on So You Can Think You Can Dance. And he just happened to pass away this week, uh, transition this week. Um, police found him Tuesday, and they say that he died of a self a uh, gunshot wound, self-inflicted gunshot wound. And um, it's just weird. It's weird. You guys have no idea how many times uh, people think about doing this to themselves. I think certain people that are probably listening to this probably are thinking about those thoughts or um, contemplating those thoughts. I want to say this right now. Please don't. I have the National Suicide Hotline in my episode description. I always had that constantly. And I always say this before the episode ends, or at least try to. Please, if you feel any type of way, if you feel depressed, or you feel just like you just can't deal with this anymore, please call the National Suicide Hotline. I have that number in my description, episode description. Please call that number. Because nobody knows what you're dealing with. Sometimes people like to hide it away and tuck it away because they don't know who they can call, who they can talk to. They don't want to, like bury anybody with their own problems because they think that their problems are too big and they just don't want to uh, be that black hole in somebody else's life, please, for the love of God, call somebody. Call your friends. Call your family. Talk to someone. Write it in your journal. Call the hotline that I have here. Please try anything that you can to refrain from self-transitioning because when you do that, you are taking away joy away from people from seeing you. You're taking away opportunity for people to see you grow into somebody that you that they see that you can be and with Stefan twitch boss here everybody saw him as a lovely guy everybody loved him everybody saw him as a bright ray of sunshine everybody just loved the man again i didn't know much know much about him but i only knew him because of his tiktoks with his wife and because he was ellen degeneres like dj and he was always so smiley and bubbly on that show but again People are able to mask whatever they're hiding away, and it's just uh, terrifying. So please, if you are dealing with some problems, please speak to your loved ones, especially since you're around this week with each other. Certain people are back home. Certain people are traveling away with their families on vacations either way, but either way, you're still with family. And even if you're not, call them. Connect with them. It's the holiday season. Please do that, and just please try to... Figure out a way how you can deal with whatever you're dealing with. Because again, transitioning or self-transitioning off of this planet is going to help the people that you're leaving behind way worse. Because they're going to try to figure out why did you do this? Why did you not come to us? Or why didn't you talk to us? So please, please don't do that. Please try to get in contact with whoever you got to get in contact with so you will not self-transition. Now, I do feel sorry for his wife and three children because now... Every time Christmas season rolls around, they will have to deal with this. They will have to come to the realization that, oh, my 
husband or, oh, my dad transitioned during holiday, Christmas time, the time where it's supposed to be most joyous and most festive. And now they're going to be having this on their on their head. And it's uh, it's it's uh, it's going to be real dragging. And I hope that people that supposedly loved Twitch so much instead of just going on social media posts and just posting it up like actual friends that knew him like that like work buddies Ellen and everybody else they actually come to that man's home and be around his family and his children because they're going to need that this Christmas season especially them because again it's supposed to be time for loveliness bright lights your Christmas trees up and all these baked goods and all this type of stuff if you're into that type of stuff but it's the only supposed to be nothing but cheerfulness and all this type of things but now they gotta deal with this and again i don't wish that on nobody in this world i don't wish that on nobody especially around holiday time so if you anybody that happens to know them personally please go over there and check on them make sure they're good and just be around them and if you don't know them and you have problems of your own please get in contact with your people or again get in contact with the national suicide hotline i have that number again in my episode description but with that being said Rest in peace to Stephen Twitch Boss. Uh, I just want to say that. Now, off of some sadness, I just want to get into another time for celebration. It is the first day of Hanukkah. Now, I don't know much about Hanukkah. And the media doesn't know much about Hanukkah because they like to get on the bandwagon of anti-Semitism and, oh my God, this and that. But I did not see not one ABC, CBS, NBC situation special to teach anybody about what Hanukkah is. So I decided to take it upon myself and say, okay, let me look up what Hanukkah is and at least bring it back to the pod and let everybody know what Hanukkah is. And if I happen to get this wrong, please, somebody from the Jewish community, if you happen to listen to this, please get in contact with me. My email is in the episode description and email me and let me know what I got wrong. If you feel that I got something wrong and that would be greatly appreciated. Now, the Hebrew word Hanukkah literally means dedication. It refers to a ceremony or gathering held to mark the dedication of a new home or a housewarming party. This definition points to the holiday's origin as a celebration of the rededication of the ancient temple in Jerusalem. The Maccabees, having waged a three-year battle against the Syrian Greeks, managed to oust them from Jerusalem and reclaim the temple, which the Syrians had defiled. With the temple cleansed, the Maccabees rekindled the temple menorah and again offered sacrifices to God. This rededication became enshrined as the festival of Hanukkah. So this is basically their uh, taking back of the land, and this is basically their celebration for that. And I'm cool with that. So I at least learned something about Hanukkah. Again, I never knew much about Hanukkah. I never knew much about the Jewish community because I never grew up around uh, Jewish individuals. Or if I did, they never really like announced that you didn't see like any type of their uh, hats on their head or their uh, religious style of celebration around here. I never saw it. So again, I don't mean to be disrespectful when I say their hats. I think everybody knows what I mean by that. But again, I'm not meaning to be disrespectful. I only come out of this with nothing but love and trying to get some understanding. So with that, please, everybody, don't take offense. Um, but again, Hanukkah started today. This is, today. This is the first day of Hanukkah. It goes into uh, next Monday, which is the 26th. That'll be the last day of Hanukkah for them. So I just want to say congratulations to the Jewish com- uh, community. And I hope you guys enjoy your Hanukkah celebration. Now, off to my next topic. This comes from NPR. Jane Fonda, as it says, Jane Fonda says her cancer is in remission and she can discontinue chemotherapy. Just over three months after Jane Fonda announced she has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, the actress, activist, and former fitness guru said Thursday her cancer is in remission. Last week, I was told by my doctor that my cancer is in remission and I can't discontinue chemo, she said in a blog called Best Birthday Present ever i am feeling so blessed so fortunate she added i thank all of you who prayed and sent good thoughts my way i am confident that it played a role in the good news fonda who's 84 said her first four chemotherapy treatments had been rather easy with only some tiredness as a side effect but she said her most recent treatment was more difficult and lasted for two weeks making it hard to accomplish anything 
So I want to say congratulations to Jane Fonda. It's good news for her. And I believe it's good news to anybody that's a friend of Jane Fonda to at least get the notice that her uh, cancer is being in remission. So I want to say congratulations to Jane Fonda. I hope that she continues to live for as long as she her body holds up and her body decides that they want to uh, still be here on this planet. Again, congratulations to Jane Fonda. Now off to the next topic, as this comes from Yahoo News. Russian arms dealer Victor Boot speaks out after Brittany Griner swap. Sitting in Moscow studio as snow fell outside, looking relaxed in a blue blazer and maroon t-shirt, Russian arms dealer Victor Boot describes his 14 years in a U.S. prison in his first interview since his exchange for American basketball player Brittany Griner, who was held in a Russian prison colony following a drug conviction earlier this year. The whole world basically is a game, he said, describing the lessons he learned from readings in Eastern philosophy. Putting that lesson into practice, Boot says he would begin mornings by laughing hysterically in defiance of his fate. Boot, a notorious arms dealer with alleged ties to Russian security services, was arrested in Thailand in 2008 and extradited to the United States in 2010. A federal indictment charged him with conspiracy to kill Americans by selling weapons to Colombian guerrillas. There was nothing, Boot said of those charges. He was also accused of selling weapons to the Taliban in Afghanistan, as well as to oppress African regimes. Boot would go on to trial in 2011 in New York City, and he would be convicted on terrorism charges. He was slated to remain in prison until 2029. In his interview after last week's early release, he suggested that his federal defense attorney had tried to romantically seduce him, crudely simulating her appearance with hand gestures. The interview aired on RT, a state-run Russian television network, and was conducted by Maria Butina, a Russian spy who was expelled from the United States in 2019 after spending more than a year behind bars. In an interview, Boot described his time in solitary confinement as especially harrowing. Yes, there was panic. Yes, it was very difficult, but also complained about American food, well, American prison food, laminating his inability to access garlic or fresh herbs. Boots' release was celebrated in Russia, which had asked for his extradition a decade ago. It was not until Griner's arrest earlier this year that Boots' own release became a real possibility, one that became increasingly likely after, after the American basketball star whose luggage contained cannabis cartridges was convicted on drug trafficking charges and sentenced to nine years in Russian prison. So Russia knew they had the upper hand on here. They knew they wanted their guy back, and they knew that America causing so much big of a scene they would do whatever they had to do to get Brittany Griner back since, well, that's the person that America technically wanted back. So in this, we kind of can see exactly what's going on. Uh, Victor Boot just basically talked about how in prison it wasn't fun for him, but he still kept his wits about him. And for people to complain about prison food, yes, it's prison food. It's not going to be great. You're not going to get access to fresh herbs or garlic, my guy. Just because you see things in America, like media, about how the people in certain places, if you're of a certain uh, group, you can able to get things inside of a prison system that normal prisoners aren't able to get. That's a movie thing. And that's also certain prisons you're able to do that. I don't know what prison you were in for certain situations or the prison that you were in in America, quote unquote. You weren't able to get it. Let's just make it perfectly clear. The feds or whoever had you in whatever prison, you weren't able to get nothing off. They were going to make sure that you stayed in there because, again, with the feds or the government having you in their custody, and they know that you were somebody in Russian uh, or somebody that worked for Russia, quote-unquote, yeah, you weren't going to get that, Holmes. That's just what it is. Now, it's not surprising to hear that, okay, Russia felt that they were able to actually have the bargaining chip here, especially with Brittany Griner getting arrested, but I did not know they asked for you to uh, be extradited last, well, a decade ago. But again, I didn't pay attention to the news like that because I was, what, a teenager who really didn't care about a lot of things except for himself. So now with me being who I am and me looking into the news the way that I do, uh, this doesn't shock me at all. So Victor Boot's out here doing his thing, but Russia would get to speak hit their side of Victor Boot, but America... Uh, Brittany Griner, she will be able to speak her side because she also will make her first public statement since the prison uh, swap. As this comes from Los Angeles Times, as it reads, Brittany Griner expresses gratitude in first statement after release from Russian prison. 
One week after she arrived in the U.S. following 10 months of imprisonment in Russia, WNBA star Brittany Griner expressed gratitude to all of those who helped secure her release and provided their love and support during her ordeal. The last 10 months have been a battle at every turn. I dug deep to keep my faith, and it was the love from so many of you that helped keep me going. Griner said in a statement released Friday morning, from the bottom of my heart, thank you to everyone for your help. Griner was arrested in Moscow on February 17th when Russian authorities said they found vape cartridges with 0.7 grams of cannabis oil in her luggage. All right, so we get it. Cool, but we're still trying to wait on Paul Whelan here. We're still trying to wait and see what's up with him. And again, I still feel bad for Paul Whelan. I still do. I wish the God of America could have gotten a two for one because my man's over there and he's been over there literally for four years and I ain't going to hold you. I'll be burning in my cell right now if I was Paul Willen. But again, he understands Brittany Grinder's situation. He understands why she was able to get out, but he just wished that he could have gotten out and I'm going to hold you. I wish that he would have gotten out too. I wish that it would have been a two for one deal because again, Victor Boot, with all his crimes that were tallied up compared to Paul Willen and Brittany Griner, come on, dog. We should have gotten a two-for-one. But again, it makes sense. One-for-one, Russia held the cards in the situation. So I get why they played hardball with this. So I'm not too too worried and not too upset with the whole situation here. But again, congratulations to Brittany Griner, Paul Willen. I hope uh, the Biden administration is getting you out of here soon. That's what I am truly hoping for. But only time will tell as we will go on into the next week and hopefully your family will get some good news by next week that's to hoping now on to the next topic as this comes from afp as it reads kevin spacey in the uk court on new sex offense charges oscar winning hollywood actor kevin spacey appeared in a court in london via video link from the middle east on friday accused of seven new sexual offenses against a man in the early 2000s the 63 year old has previously denied five similar allegations against three other men at Westminster Magistrates Court in central London. Spacey spoke only to confirm his full name, Kevin Spacey Fowler, date of birth, and to give address in Waterloo, South London. He was wearing a dark suit, light blue tie, and glasses. His lawyer told the court that his client had initially been expected to appear from the United States, but his travel plans had changed, and he was instead appearing from the Middle East without elaborating. The chief magistrate authorized the application for him to appear remotely, assessing it would have been difficult to be present in person. He would not have got here from the airport, would he, with the rail strike, the judge said amidst a wave of industrial unrest in Britain. The latest charges, authorized last month by prosecutors, accused Spacey of three counts of sexual assault and one of causing a person to engage in sexual activity without consent they relate to one alleged victim and were said to have been committed between 2001 and 2004 in july spacey pleaded not guilty to five similar charges against three men between 2005 and 2013 in london and glock tresture is a west england i'm sorry i butchered that name completely but dog just reading that name is a headache for me uh spacey is due to face trial on those counts on june 6th all right, cool. So he's dealing with more sexual abuse counts. You know, I'm getting sick of this. I'm not going to hide and try to lie about it to you. You mean to tell me all this time, I have not heard a lot about Kevin Spacey's name. I mean, the only time we hear about Kevin Spacey is sexual assault, sexual assault. I'm hoping the guy, my man, gets the exact same treatment that uh, Bill Cosby did. And what I mean by that is this, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not talking about the end result. I'm talking about the result of ridicule and disdain. I want series to come out i want documentaries to come out for the life of god i have not seen one damn documentary or series about kevin spacey again sorry mother because she listens to this every time she kind of warns me try to pull back on it but this one i'm being serious with it think about it how many documentaries have you seen of freaking bill cosby or freaking shows about bill cosby being a nasty man i have not seen one or heard about one with kevin spacey and we all know my man has been set up with this all this sexual assault and everything else. You mean to tell me no producer, nobody in Hollywood has went to his accusers and try to make a series or documentary about how nasty Kevin Spacey was? Come on. You guys don't see the fix in this? This is ridiculous. Bill Cosby, he's getting charged with more uh, accounts now, so there's that. 
again, I'm not ever going to side with Bill Cosby because my man admitted to him doing some of his situations. He admitted that. So once you admit it, you a nasty, nasty man to me. If you were always denying it and then the court said that you didn't do it, then I only could ride with what the court said and say, like, all right, didn't it find none. So this is always going to be allegedly for you. But for Cosby to say that, okay, I did this, my man, you are nasty to me, dog. Just period. Case closed. Kevin Spacey, his situation, you got men out here saying this is what's happening. And do you not know how hard it is for men to admit that they got touched? I'm going to not lie to you. It's hard for men to admit that it's that they got touched by somebody. It's extremely hard. Men, are again, are taught and raised to be these statues to be these people that hold in their emotion holding their feelings and everything else but for a man to say hey yo i got sexually assaulted by another man come on dog that is something to really look into and for people to not have a documentary or television series or anything about kevin spacey being a nasty man i have a problem with that wholeheartedly i have a problem with it because if you're able to do that with bill cosby why have you not done that with kevin spacey at hollywood and i'm looking directly at hollywood with that you guys were able to do that with Michael Jackson uh, with his whole thing in HBO, uh, leaving Neverland or something around that crap. You guys were able to do that. Where is there not a Kevin Spacey one out yet? Why hasn't there been one? Where is it? I'm still waiting. Once that happens and pull up, I'll be like, okay, Hollywood did his job. Is it down the pipeline? I haven't heard about that. I haven't heard nothing about that yet. I want people to really look into that, really stop and really think, why is Kevin Spacey just his news being so silent? Yes, it might pop up on GMA, or yes, it might pop up on CBS or NBC, but I mean, they are not going too deep into it the way that they did with Bill Cosby, and Hollywood knows that. I know that. I'm a watcher. I see what you guys are talking about, and I see what you guys are doing. You guys are not going into Kevin Spacey like that. And again, he might be guilty, he might not. Who knows? But again, you guys are not giving him that exact same treatment that Bill Cosby did. But again, I know why. Hollywood knows why, America knows why, this is disgusting, this is distasteful, this is completely nasty, and I mean what I say, black men are always going to constantly be looked at in a manner that white men are not going to be looked at in a manner, I'm just going to be blunt with it, point blank period, Bill Cosby had accusers, shows and documentaries came out about Bill Cosby, bong, Kevin Spacey comes out, he has abusers, nothing, I've not seen no show, documentary, one's black, one's white. Both did identically almost the exact same thing, both assaulting, sexually assaulting victims. And again, one has documentary shows, the other one has not. Just want to throw that out there again. You guys do the research and thinking on your own. I'm telling you what my own brain is telling me right now. This is nasty. This is disgusting. Hollywood, get your crap together. I want to see a documentary or television show about Kevin Spacey. I truly do. I really mean it. I do. Somebody should have already came up with one by now, but no, you guys wait off. I don't know if you guys are waiting until the trial starts, or you guys are not waiting, or you guys are just going to abandon that thought. I don't know. But I do know this. If he never gets one, nobody could tell me nothing about saying this was not a racism thing between black people and white people in Hollywood, especially the higher elites. Because think about it. Before this thing ever came up about Kevin Spacey, I think nobody thought of Kevin Spacey being a nasty, creepy guy. Probably certain people probably did when they see Kevin Spacey's face, but majority, everybody probably didn't think about Kevin Spacey in this light. But now with more accusations coming out constantly about Kevin Spacey, come on, and you mean to tell me there's no show or documentary coming up yet? Or being produced yet? I'm just saying, that's nasty and wild to me, but everybody has their own opinion, and that's mine on that particular topic, but Kevin Spacey, again, will be facing more charges. He'll be coming back into court uh june 6th to face that trial but he will be in court court on january 13th so that's his next technically appearance and that's supposed to be at uh south work crown court on january 13th so there you go he's appeared to be in person for that hearing so again hollywood get to work on these documentaries because if not I'm going to call it out every single time, and I'm going to call it a race situation every single time I see it, because guess what? There's too many examples of why is one happening and not the other. Just want to throw it out there. Now, on to the next topic. We are finally getting into Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion trial. I have been waiting for this thing to happen literally for about a good solid year now. When it first got announced, 
I think it was announced, what, early, late last year, early this year, one or the two. But ever since Megan Thee Stallion got shot or whatever happened two years ago to her, I have been waiting to hear what's going to happen in court. And boy, do we get it this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I just want to start with this. These are just my opinions. I have no uh, well-filled knowledge of anything. I'm only going off of what I have heard from multiple lawyers this week. I've been hearing and looking at lawyers' posts on social media from them being inside the courtroom and all the transcripts that they have gotten and everything else. So my opinion is going off solely of what they have basically stated from what they have seen throughout the courtroom this week. Ladies and gentlemen, now, my opinion is, I think we're never going to really find out whoever shot Megan the Stallion. I don't think we're ever going to truly find out who shot Megan the Stallion ever. Not at all. Nobody's ever going to know. Nobody's going to know if she got shot or did the gun go off and bullet fragments just having to hit her foot or whatever the case may be. Nobody knows a God blessed thing. Now, what I will say is this Megan and her friend Kelsey, they have a bad quote unquote friendship or former friendship or wherever the crap it was or is standing at this point right now. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. And I can say this right now women will always be catty to other women. And this case right here proves it just straight up. Because Megan the Stallion, okay, she went to court this week. And she took the stand. And I'm just about to read you some stuff that she said as it's coming from NPR, right? She says, I can't even be happy. She said her voice breaking during her afternoon testimony. I can't hold conversations with people for a long time. I don't feel like I want to be on this earth. I wish he would have just shot me and killed me if I knew I would have gone through this torture. Now, continuing on, the Grammy winner recounted that she and Tory Lanez had an intimate but not exclusive relationship in 2020, one that her friend Kelsey Harris did not know about at the time. Megan knew Harris had a crush on Tori, so she hid the relationship. When asked specifically why she did not previously reveal the nature of her relationship with Tori Lanes, Megan says she was embarrassed because it's disgusting at this point. How could I share my body with someone who could do this to me? Now, ladies and gentlemen, I remember explicitly Megan Thee Stallion having an interview with Gail King and she said that she did not sleep with Tory Lanez she could have said on that interview right there that she slept with Tory Lanez but she said that she did not so right there on that stand she's already proving that she is not that well of a witness right there she's not well as a credibility as a person off top because if you're going to lie about who you slept with especially in a case about you being shot, don't you think it's probably time for you to tell the truth and start fessing up to a lot of things? If you're in an interview with somebody, just say the truth. Like, yo, okay, this is what I did. I slept with this person, all this type of stuff. Bong. I'm a bad friend. Megan could just say right then and there, I was a bad friend to her. And that's basically what she said right here. She was a bad friend to her friend Kelsey over here. Kelsey had a crush on Tori, which would ultimately get found out later throughout the time that Kelsey and Tori, they slept together. Tori slept with Megan as well. So that already puts a dynamic spin between Megan, Tori, and uh, Kelsey here. So, going for them down the line, the night of said shooting incident, they would go to Kylie Jenner's uh, pool party or her house. They end up in the pool whatsoever. There's Instagram videos of Megan and next to Kylie and all this type of stuff. We end up finding out sometime in this week in court that Megan and Kelsey, they leave Kylie's home. Tori is still there. Megan has whoever's driving her vehicle turn around because she lost one of her slippers, quote unquote. She goes back into Kylie's house. Next thing people know, Megan comes out with Tori and apparently they get put out because Megan was seeing that Kylie was giving Tori Lanes some she was feeling Tori in words. She was talking to Tori or just getting closer up to Tori, all this type of stuff. And Megan, being jealous, quote unquote, happened to not like it, 
It did cause a disruption. Megan, Tori, get out of the house, bong bong. Go inside the vehicle. Apparently, Megan tells Tori that his music isn't good. He's a, a whack uh, artist. All of this crap happens. Somehow, the car gets pulled over because whatever the case may be, ladies and gentlemen, this whole thing's a crap show. I'm trying to even just recollect everything from everything. My whole thing is that you women need to quit messing around with the same dude. And you men, you guys need to quit messing around with females out here thinking that that stuff is not going to come back to you. This is basically what I'm getting out of this whole first week of trial here. From Megan saying that she had a relationship with Tori, which everybody knew that she somehow stupidly lied on her interview with Gail King here. That was stupid. That was dumb-dumb. But everybody knew that she had a relationship with Tori. It's kind of self-explanatory when you see the photos of Megan and Tori being next to each other from when you uh, Google just Megan and Tori. There's a photo of Tori literally being behind Megan in these, like, arching up on his tippy toes and he looks like his crotch is next to her but i don't know how you take a night photo of your quote-unquote not sleeping with somebody i'm just gonna be blunt with you so you get that right and kelsey sleeps with tori kelsey sees that megan's getting too close up on tori and again that already causes some women beef right there that's women on women beef right there so kelsey takes the stand and she's on the stand for wednesday Thursday, and I believe she was on the stand for Friday, and the biggest thing that came out of this was that it was announced that Kelsey was granted uh, immunity for her testimony on the incident. The DA would remind her that you don't have immunity to perjure yourself on the stand, so that information would come out from the outlet Law and Crime. Ladies and gentlemen, she would just basically just say that she does not remember. She would be constantly invoking her Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. Uh, she would state that her memory of the night was blurry to drinking a lot of alcohol and answered nearly every question with, I honestly don't remember. Uh, the prosecution played a portion of this, her interview in September with the L.A. County uh, Deputy District Attorney and gave specific details of the incidents during the recorded interview. But while on stand, she stated that she wasn't telling the truth with much of the details saying I was protecting myself as the reason for the falsehoods. A text message Harris sent to uh, Megan Thee Stallion's security guard the night of the incident was revealed. Uh, she tweeted saying, help, Tori shot Meg, 911. However, Kelsey says she didn't see anything happen and she does not know why she sent it. On Thursday, according to Billboard, the district attorney would continue to confront Kelsey, again, asking about her recollection of the incident. She asked Harris if Megan had been shot. Getting a reply, her team told her, well, told me she stepped on glass. Harris also stated during the cross-examination that she was being subjected to harassment after Megan implied that she took hush money from Tory Lanez for her silence. During Megan's testimony earlier in the week, she stated that Tory Lanez offered both her and Kelsey $1 million not to say anything about the alleged shooting. When Kelsey was cross-examinated by Tory Lane's lawyer, she stated that Tory never bribed or threatened her. However, when Tory's lawyer asked her, did my client offer you $1 million? She stated, I can't remember. So this right here from every lawyer that has talked about it on social media and everything else, this right here puts Kelsey already as a witness that's not trustworthy neither. You can't trust her. You can't trust nothing what she said. You can't do nothing. But the only thing that people do know is that there is reasonable doubt for Tory Lanez to even be in this trial anymore. People don't know if he shot her. People don't know if he did this or that. Everybody just knows that something happened to Megan that night. And nobody could truly know what truly ever happened. Nobody would ever know what really ever happened. My whole deal was that I just wanted to know what was Tory going to say. Because Tory has always been silent, hush, hush on this. He wanted to say certain things, but he got slapped with a court uh, subpoena or court rulings, and he can't say nothing about this to the public or anything else. I'm pretty sure his people in his private life, either it be his close friends or family, they know his side of the story, and I'm pretty sure they know Megan's side of the story because she's been talking about it publicly. So that's all I ever really cared about. So if Tory did do this, Hey, man, send him to jail, do whatever. But if, man, he didn't do this, my whole thing was, 
yo, he needs to say something. We need to allow him to say something instead of trying to slap him down with a, yo, a gag order. You can't say nothing. That's always been my big beef for this whole situation. I don't want to just hear one side of this incident. No, I want to hear both sides and at least me be the bystander, me being a person that has never experienced this and a person that's looking at this from the outside looking in. Let me hear both sides and at least try to piece up both of these incidences and at least try to see what at least I can figure out and see anybody else around the world at least can cooperate or at least say, yo, that makes sense because this and that, blah, blah, blah. Because listen, just hearing of Tory Lane shooting Megan Thee Stallion in the foot in 2020, man, that sounded weird. That was a weird sentence to come out. So for then after that, with Tory Lanez being shadow banned from uh, the DSPs, from Google and Amazon and all these other uh, Apple listening sites where you had to literally type in his whole album or anything else to find Tory Lanez music, dog, do you not know how much money that probably took out of his pocket? Do you not know how much money that took away from Tory Lanez from making money or doing anything? That is a lot of money. If people can't find your album, if people can't find you after you're dropping a project for musicians that's taking money out of their pocket that's hurting them if they're shadow banned that's hurting anybody that's why you got youtubers right now having problems with youtube whenever they talk about hey yo if you guys can't see that i've been uploading videos this and that click the bell and youtube's messing around with this and that because such and such people have problems with not being seen by their public. And this is what happened with Tory Lanez in his situation. He wasn't seen by the public. His music wasn't seen by the public, so that hurt him dramatically when it came down to his music. And also, being just not being able to drop music or talk about the case, that leads people to wonder, okay, why are you not talking about it? Why are you not saying something? This and that, blah, blah, blah. You get further scrutinized. The public is the people who's going to basically be the ones on that jury stand. That's who the public are. That's who your jury is, the public. There's two uh, types of gratification that you get in this world when you come down to a crime. It's called the eyes of public opinion, and it's called the eyes of the court. Before you even get to the court, it's called the eyes of the public opinion first, of the people. If the people think you're guilty, by God, it makes it easier for the prosecution and the uh, DA, well, it makes it easy for the prosecution to try to find whatever they can find because if there's more people thinking that you're guilty, guess what? A lot of information, a lot of stuff is going to come out from people that don't like you and all this type of crap that's trying to help the DA any way they can. Not the DA, but the prosecution. Yeah, but yeah, the DA. My God, my words are fumbling here. So it takes a lot of people to, it's going to be easier for a lot of people to come out and say, yo, this man did this, this nap, blah, blah, blah. Why you think whenever people come out with sexual assault stuff, and the man gets charged, guess what? A lot of mother victims and a lot of other people come out and say, okay, now I can come out here and say this is what happened to me, bum, 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 because it's much more easy for people to come out whenever the public starts turning on someone and say, okay, this man's nasty or this person's nasty, ew. Okay, now I can come out here and, and tag my name onto this as well because this is probably, this has happened to me as well. I'm just saying that. Court of public opinion is a pretty damning situation for anybody that's out here in the entertainment business. It's pretty damning, just off top. And so for Tory not to say nothing for literally these past two years, that's been hard. And I hope that he finally gets to say something. Now, all the lawyers, again, I always want to preference this. Again, the lawyers that I've been listening to on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube videos, they're all saying that, yo, I don't think Tory should go up there. I don't think he should do this because right now he's got the win right now he's got the win just off of him not being there and off of kelsey being a uh witness that has that's not of credible use dog there's no reason for you to get up there there's already enough reasonable doubt for you apparently they had gunshot residue on both kelsey and tory so ta-da there's probably there's reasonable doubt there and also with people taking the, into the idea that megan and Kelsey were both sleeping with Tori, and Megan kept that a secret from Kelsey, and Kelsey probably found out about that. Dog, there's already doubt right there of Tori shooting Megan. Why not her best friend? Why wouldn't it be her best friend? It causes all these reasonable doubts, and it causes all these things for a mistrial for Tori Lance to probably get off and he be known that he didn't do it. Again, I feel sorry for Megan for something happening to her, I feel sorry for that.
However, she doesn't know if Tori shot her or not. Nobody will ever know who shot her or not. We still got another week of this coming. I'm going to be paying attention to this. I'm going to be trying to get as much information as I can from, again, watching videos, listening to people online, and also reading up on certain things as well as this week comes about. But again, I'm happy that we're finally getting some information. We're finally getting something with this whole Megan crap because it's been two years, man. And I always got to go back to certain incidences about questioning why on God did it take two years for this? In certain instances, we were actually able to get done pretty quickly. Pop Smoke, his killer, killed him in California in a nice suburb. By God, within the next couple of months, they were actually able to get Pop Smoke's killer. Ta-da. And they are actually able to get all the evidence and everything. Put my man in jail. Bang, there you go. And now, allegedly, they got uh, Takeoff's killer. They allegedly got him. Now, I'm not sure if they do got the right person or not, so that's why I got to use allegedly. They allegedly got Takeoff's killer. They got that person. You mean to tell me it took two years for you guys to finally do something with Megan and Tori? Come on. There is something cooking backstage with certain individuals. There might be some people in high power position in record labels or wherever the crap it may be working around with certain people in uh, the legal system because, again, ladies and gentlemen, there are higher powers at play when it comes down to big money acts, especially with as much publicity as Megan Thee Stallion has gotten since the Tory Lanez uh, quote-unquote incident in 2020. She's been on magazine covers. Her music has been out there. She's been Grammy. She's been on different awards performing. And I'm not saying that she wouldn't have been there without Tory Lane's situation of the shooting. I'm not trying to say that at all. But I'm not going to, but what I'm not going to say is that it didn't help her. It helped her because of publicity. It helped her off the light. It helped people just watching her ascendance to rise after this tragic incident and also with her losing her mother, uh, I believe, a couple months before that incident as well. So people were able to see Megan as this light, as this beacon of, okay, this woman has went through these terrible things in these past months before all this and all that, and then she's able to rise up out of this and do this and do that. Why can't I? She's been a light to certain women of positivity. So again, ladies and gentlemen, there is money in play. Megan is a big money act. She is a big money deal in the music world. So for this situation to go down like this, I'm not certain how much how much people are going to really back Megan. I know there's already people right now that's turning the tides on Megan right now. The people are siding with Tory Lanez on social media. So now the court of public opinions is skewing more to Tory Lanez after all this evidence and all this crap is coming out of the recap of the court. People are now more being more skewed over the Tory Lanez side and saying, yo, I'm not even sure if Megan was right in saying that Tory Lanez shot her. People are starting to say that on freaking social media. If you don't believe me, just go and type in Tory Lanez or type in Megan Thee Stallion on Twitter and just look at all the tweets that are popping up. I'm just saying it's starting to become that way now. So again, I just want to know what is Tory Lanez going to say anything on trial? And if he is, great. If he isn't, great. I don't care. He got the opportunity to. He had that chance. I just want the chance for Tory Lanez to actually say something without him being slapped down or with a gag order or anything. That's all my big beef was with this whole situation. Tory Lanez wasn't able to say nothing, but we always had to listen to Megan Thee Stallion's side. That's all my big beef was, but now since everything's coming out, hopefully we get Tory Lanez's side, and if we don't, hey, he was actually able to give him the opportunity to, so that's where at least my whole head lies into this. So again, I'm going to keep my eyes on this as we're going to be entering the second week of this trial, so yeah, I'll give you guys more update to that next week if anything of big grandeur comes out of this. Now, on to the next topic, as this comes from the Los Angeles Times. L.A. County Sheriff's Deputy under investigation after sex act is caught on hot mic. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department is investigating a deputy for allegedly engaging in a sex act during break and broadcasting the thrust over his radio, officials said Thursday. A short audio recording first made public by TMZ captured part of the alleged encounter. In it, a woman laughs and says, you're going to rip my underwear, a man replies, and a Beep comment on police radio's sounds. A source familiar with the investigation who requested anonymity to discuss the ongoing investigation said the woman's voice belongs to a rookie deputy assigned to the downtown jail complex that includes the male's central jail and that she rendezvous with her paramour in a parking structure during a break period. 
Investigators are looking into whether the man is also a sheriff department's employee. Sex on the job is a serious, though not entirely uncommon, offense for law enforcement agencies, and the incident presents newly elected Sheriff Robert Luna with an early and unwelcome chance to see the department's discipline system at work. If investigators found the deputy violated the agency's rules for conduct, she could be suspended or fired. So, okay, cool. A person got caught having sex on the freaking job during break. Again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please don't be that stupid. Jesus Christ, if you were a police officer, Jesus, just wait till you get home, man, or something else. You gotta be smoother or smoother than that, man. You had sex in your car on your break? Come on, fam. Go somewhere else. Go, go, go. Oh my God, this is rookie behavior. This is straight rookie behavior. I don't have to be a police officer to know that you are in a legit government car. You're in a government car. You guys are being recorded every which way in the world if you're a police officer. What are we doing? Seriously. You could have, oh, man, you could have gone into a different vehicle. You could have went into a motel quickly or did it somewhere else. I know there's some discreet places somewhere. Oh, my God. This is complete rookie behavior, man. I'm just saying, this was completely dumb. This was rookie upon rookie rookie. Oh, man, dude. Oh. I just want to say that again. Dumb mistake, dummy dummy. You should have went to a motel or somewhere like that. It's your break. It's your break. How long was the break? 10 minutes? 15 minutes? 20 minutes? 30? I'm pretty sure you could have met with whoever you want to meet with somewhere what, say, hey, yo, I'm getting off and or at least have my break in another 10 minutes or someone along the lines on your personal phone, text to whoever you're going to meet up with and say, meet me here or there or whatever the case may be. And that person who really wants to have sex with you, they'll do that. And ta-da, you can just get it on in a different either vehicle or in a different location, in an area, whatever. Just not your freaking car. A police government car. That's all I'm saying. That was rookie behavior, man. So now it's being investigated. So, hey, that's all I can say. Stupid does what stupid does. You play stupid games, you win stupid rewards. So there you go. Now, on to another topic here. As this comes from The Grove, and it's talking about the North Carolina college student that was arrested after refusing to apologize to the professor. This was a video that went around. Uh, it shows a black college student being arrested inside a classroom. And according to NBC News, the incident occurred at a Winston-Salem State University. In the TikTok video, the student and her fellow classmates appear shaken with anger and confusion, demanding their instructor give an answer as to why the police were called. The student identified as Layla in the video's caption is seen being pinned down on a desk by two campus police officers as her classmates record. Layla is seen with tears rolling down her face and demanding to know if the handcuffs were a necessary solution to the prior conflict. According to the report, the professor got into a heated exchange with Layla after she declined to redo parts of her project of header presenting. You're going to get me taken out of here because I won't apologize. You started yelling at me. You tried to embarrass me about my paper. You're a terrible teacher, Layla shouted towards the professor. Other students joined in condemning the professor, who the school identifies as Cynthia Villagomez. However, Cynthia didn't call for a backup. A school employee who overheard the commotion reported the incident to campus police taking this exchange to a whole new level so okay so that person just couldn't mind their own business see that's my problem right this situation right now certain people need to mind their own business you end up getting somebody arrested over nothing now this is going to be a problem now that university is going to have to deal with this literally okay because if that teacher did not call the whoever, campus security, police, whatever the flip you want to call it, you mean to tell me that the professor did not step in and say, yo, 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 you guys don't have to arrest her, you guys didn't have to do that or anything? You guys didn't, she didn't, she didn't do nothing. You mean to tell me that a student that is literally talking with a professor or even having a shouting match with a professor, you mean to tell me they, this doesn't make sense to me. I really don't, okay? Because last time I checked, when you're in college, you're paying for the class. That is something that every professor has said. 
you are in college. You're paying for this course. If you haven't missed this course, hey, man, you're paying for it. It's not out of my pockets. I want you to be here because you decided to sign up for this course, and I want you to learn something. But, hey, that's all up to you, but we have our uh, stuff that we have to follow by. So if you miss these many days, either dock you or you get an automatic failure for the class. That is usually the exact same rubric or the exact same uh, speech that almost every professor, at least I have been with in their class, tells to the entire class on their first day or at least their first week. Okay? So you mean to tell me that this girl who's having, okay, a quote-unquote shouting match with her professor, okay? You mean to tell me she can't do that? I'm paying you. You're supposed to be my teacher, but I'm paying you and me and you are having a exchange back and forth here. You mean to tell me that we can't do that without cops being, like, brought in? And even though you might not have called the cops in here, you just stood there and watched as they are arresting me. You didn't step in and say, ah, oh, don't do that. She didn't do that. There's videos floating around. You can easily find it out. You can look at it on Twitter, TikTok, whatever the case may be. You can see that the woman gets arrested. The professor don't say, no, 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 don't do that. Don't arrest her. Don't do none of that. It, it doesn't make any sense why this professor did not do that if she did not want her student to be arrested. So, again, it doesn't matter if she didn't call them. You see police officers run up in there. You're going to say, okay, why are you guys arresting her? Why this and that? And have the officer and just walk with them and be like, okay, yo, this is this is wrong. This is messed up. She didn't do nothing. We were having a heated exchange or whatever the case may be. Blah, blah, blah. But you didn't do that. So now I feel that Winston-Salem is going to have a lawsuit on their hand because, again, being arrested over a loudy conversation, if that professor wasn't getting beat up on or that other professor outside didn't see, at least from poking down in the windows or even stepping in to see another student try to beat up on a fellow co-worker or even their professor, there's no reason for cops or school enforcement, whoever the case may be, there's no reason for them to do that to them. It's no reason for them at all. But <sighs> Winston-Salem's going to have to pay for that. They're going to have to pay for it. If I was Layla's brother or some, if that was my daughter or any of that situation, dog, I'm calling lawyers off top once I see this video. Oh, when she tells me about it. I'm calling lawyers off top. That school is getting sued out the butt. But only time will tell. Hopefully, we get some more uh, knowledge about this in the upcoming weeks. Hopefully something, but again, uh, Layla, I feel sorry for you to have been arrested for something so minutely stupid, and again, Winston-Salem, you guys better figure something out. You guys better figure out who that professor is. They call the officers in, and you need to talk to Cynthia as well, because she needs to be talked to and figure out why she didn't stop this uh, officer from arresting a fellow student. So that's going to be all on Winston-Salem's plate here. Now, before I get out of here, I want to say congratulations to every uh, fall graduate. I just graduated this semester with my second degree this year. Last year, I graduated with my first degree in communications with a minor in journalism. My communication focus was uh, public relations. This degree that I just graduated with it is uh, interdisciplinary studies. What interdisciplinary studies is, is that you can take multiple disciplines, whether it's uh, you learn something in the science discipline, in the finance discipline, in any other of these places, communication, this and that, you can combine all these different disciplines together to create your own degree, and that's basically what I did with this one. Um, I just want to thank every professor that I was, that was, I had the pleasure of being in their class with. I want to thank every classmate of mine that I had the pleasure of meeting and even though I didn't speak to everybody, because again, I was an introvert, I was I had a project to be in their uh, classes for, I want to say I learned at least how to spot people in classrooms and how to deal with people and how to also know to deal with professors as well. Uh, college was a fun experience as in the way of learning out people. I like learning about people. I like learning what makes them tick. I like learning how to uh, get what I can get out of people. I like learning just basically what humans are at their core value. And what college taught me was that at their core value, people just want to be happy. People want to be happy. People go to college to 
get away from other individuals or get away from family because they're too much with family and then whenever they get those holiday times they can't wait to be back around family so they have to have that distance apart away from them and certain individuals uh college has taught me to uh constantly just be yourself and that money yes money is a great thing to have but you have to be happy with who you are money is a great thing you got to pay your bills you got to live eat and all this type of stuff with money but for you to truly be happy and actually just thrive on this planet you have to want to do something that you're actually happy with doing you got to be happy with your surroundings you got to be happy with who you are in your core because if you're not happy with who you are at your core you're never going to be happy you can have as much money as you want in this world you're never going to be happy because you're not who you truly are at your core that's what college has taught me in these uh years of being in college i want to thank again uh coastal carolina university for being a great college when i first got there in 2019 i promised you i didn't think i was going to have a great experience but my first class shared to trone journalism she was real stern professor but she was doing that for everybody to understand that she actually cares about our future and what we want to do she actually was trying to push us in the right direction and just thrive for if not perfection close to it and again i'm never going to achieve perfection but i know how to get close to it in certain uh, aspects in life so again i want to thank uh, miss tutron for being the first professor that i saw in coastal carolina and that i had in coastal carolina and allow me to just be myself over there and uh she didn't have no problem with it and also every other professor as well i'm just saying miss tutron first because your first impression being in a classroom of a university that first professor is going to be the is going to be the one because if that first professor is stank and rank boy you're going to think oh my god this university is going to suck but she was a nice standard bearer for my time at CCU. She set the tone, she set the pace, and uh, everything that followed after that was completely smooth. And I uh, was actually able to just do what I had to do in my past four years. Four years, two degrees, ladies and gentlemen. Four years, two degrees. I had to pat myself on the back with that. And I want to say thank you to my mother, my father, and my siblings as well. Because again, without my family support, um, I wouldn't be able to be where I am now. I wouldn't be able to be who I am without them as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, let this be a thing for you. As again, as I've said before, without family, you have nothing. And with, for all of you that are traveling to family members or you're with your family members now, just look at them and appreciate the time that you have with them. Appreciate being around them and just revel in that. Revel in this time that you have with them because again at any moment you can not be around them and they can be gone at any moment in time and you're always going to wonder why do you spend the most time with them me i make time with my family every single day i make time with them as much as i can before i go back and do what i have to do and all this type of stuff so again i want to say thank you to my mother my father my brothers and my sister i really do uh, truly appreciate them and i think they know that every single day even though i can be a dick i can run my mouth and i probably don't shut up enough for them something that you guys in college didn't get to see uh you guys didn't see me run my mouth you guys just saw me being the introvert person i wish i could have uh show you a more uh closer version a true version of who i am not just this introvert that i always am inside the classroom but Hey, it is what it is. If you happen to see me later down in life, hopefully we get to see this actual true amazing person that I am, but only time will tell. So again, I want to say thank you to everybody from professors to the students that I was in class with to my family and just the whole CCU uh, institution. I just want to say thank you for everything. Now, with that being said, this has been My Two Cents Podcast hosted by G2. He is I and I am him. I want to say thank you to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbeam, Audible, Amazon, all these other podcast sites that constantly allow me to be who I am and be who I am allowed to be who I am being right now. I know that sounded real off, but you get what I mean here. I want to say thank you to 
the download listeners, people that download the episodes every single week. I want to say thank you guys for that because again, without you guys downloading, uh, I would just be a guy listening, well, ranting and raving about certain things into a void. And uh, I'm hoping I'm at least bringing some information to your life that you guys didn't think about, or I'm just throwing something out there that you guys can just have those uh, table talks with your family about certain things that you guys hear on this pod. So I want to say thank you for downloading the episode. And with that, always remember. I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you all. I thank you all. That's truly a serious situation. I really do mean that. I truly, truly mean everything that I said earlier. I love you, and I truly do mean that. Now, with that being said, this has been my Two Cents Podcast, hosted by G2PSI, and I am him. This is a goodbye. This is until you hear for the sweet sounding voice again. Have a great, amazing first day of Hanukkah for the Jewish community. And I want everybody else, please have a great week as well as you are again with your family and loved ones. And next week, you guys will be hearing from me on Christmas. What would I be talking about? I have no idea. I think I probably might be recapping all the big uh, topics that happened throughout this year. If nothing big happens next year, but only time will tell as this week happens. But again, this has been my Two Cents Podcast, hosted by G2. He is I and I am him. I love you all. I thank you. And Kanye, could you please take these people home? I'm tired. You tired. Uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.